Mwafikiria kwenda maju. Watu huenda aje maju. Aje, maju kuko aje. Mtu kama mkenya, ameza aje patakazi maju. Na wakenya usavaiwa aje maju. Watu huishi wapi, watu huishi aje maju. Hi guys. Hi. Welcome to episode one of the Kwenda Maju podcast. My name is Cecilia. And I'm Wairimo. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed um, the pilot that we put out. Um, I hope you've been eagerly waiting for this episode. Yeah. I don't know. I hope we, were we, do you think we're able to build anticipation enough? I think so. You think? I think the pilot was good. You think? I, yeah. I, I, I agree. Though. Of course, I think it know, was good. Our opinions are biased, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it was good. Um... So, yeah, so this is the first official episode where we go into some of the topics that we would love to cover in this first season of the Kwenda Maju podcast. And I hope that you will join us, join us in the conversation. We'd love to hear your input um, and your experiences. As, and experiences, especially from Kenyans who are, do I say, Kenya, Kenyans in the diaspora. Yeah, Kenyans in the diaspora. Kenyans in the diaspora. So that Kenyans who are in Kenya can be able to learn. Yes. Yes. So Kenyans who are going through or have been through various immigration processes, talk to us. Yes, talk to us. Um, so currently, as we're recording this year in Kenya. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious. Is there anything you miss about Canada? <laughs> Let me see. It's barely been a month. So barely been a month. So not yet. Mm-hmm. Um I left in the in the depth sort of of winter. The depth of winter. Please yes. tell us about that because the weather there is different from the weather here and I think this would be like it would be important information yeah. one but also you said Canadians like talking about weather. I mean like almost every conversation you have with a Canadian begins from the point of speaking about the weather, current weather, come upcoming weather, the weather last week, the weather on, on the weekend. Like people will talk to you about the weekend and the first thing they'll talk about is the weather. Why? Just though? because there's a lot that goes on in the weather. With the weather. Um, Canada is cold. I don't think it's any wonder that Canada is cold. I just think that even me before I left, I didn't know how cold. The weather, as you go further north, typically gets colder Mm -hmm. and Canada is very a very northern country Mm -hmm. so it's cold and it's cold in a way that if you've never experienced a winter is hard to sort of picture or imagine okay the thing I usually tell people is the cold is like walking into a if you've ever been in a walk-in freezer like at a butchery or at a lab somewhere if you've ever walked into a freezer that is like you can enter, you, you can put your whole body in there and feel how the cold impacts every part of your body because that's how it is. It's that's cold. It is. I it's still cold. can't picture it. It's it's. I don't know. Because I feel cold. like July in in Kenya no. is cold. July in Kenya is a good day in Canada. Like seventeen degrees, thirteen degrees, fourteen. People would be rejoicing. People would be out in shorts and a vest <laughs> during that weather. Wait, so another there's you mentioned that the cold starts from so how long with when did the 
the winter stuff. Let's say for anyone who is Kenyan, yeah, and is probably planning to go to Canada or yeah. maybe is in the what what is it called the immigration process? Yeah. They're in the visa process and probably have no idea, uh, like, like how the weather is like. So maybe yeah. just tell us briefly, uh, how the weather is like currently there. There right now, like today, I actually pulled up the weather app just to see. Mm-hmm. So in Canada, you you have to you're you're always on the weather app. The, it's pretty accurate, mm-hmm. but you need to look at the weather before you go out to know how to dress. But so this is the sort of depth of winter. Yeah. Closer to the equator, our seasons are different than countries that are farther away from the equator. Okay. So typically they have um, summer, uh, fall or autumn, and then winter and then spring, and then back to summer. Okay. And how I used to picture it is that, because there are 12 months in the year, mm-hmm. you assume that it's four months, wait, three months of each season. So three months of summer, summer three, three, three months, months of, of autumn or fall, three oh. months of winter, and then three months of spring. But it's not like that. It's not like that. Like experience-wise, when you talk to Canadians or anybody who's lived in Canada, they'll tell you it's cold for six months. So in November, the cold starts, and you won't see the sun again until June. And as someone coming from an equatorial country where I think the longest spell you go without seeing the sun is maybe a few weeks in June or July where yeah. you're like, the really days cold. are cold and it's overcast and yeah. you miss the blue skies just for a few weeks. Now imagine six months of, okay, you will see the sun, but it's so far away and so cold still like you could have a day that is blue sky looks like a typical tropical day but it is minus 10 degrees it's cold so it's the weather is definitely something you have to keep in mind think about a lot as we wind up just this little introduction okay you are first checking what the how what how so today today is it is one degree and the real feel is minus one. And that's something that you said when you're checking the weather app, especially when you're in Canada, something that you learned is that they say it's one degree, but feels like something else. Yes. You always have to check. There's something they call wind chill. So on a windy day, the wind is cold. And that's also another thing. The wind that blows on a cold day is cold. So it makes the weather feel much colder. So... It may be one degree, but then it feels like a few degrees colder than that because of the wind or because of yeah how how it is. And when you're in Kenya, you don't you, you like have basically the same wardrobe the yes. whole year. It's depending on fashion. Yeah. For those six months in the winter, you don't consider fashion. You, the main priority is not dying, <laughs> staying warm <laughs> enough, not getting frostbite. So you, your your wardrobe is affected how you what you can do because now for those six months that it's winter the outdoors is basically out of bounds yeah so you're only outside to you know when you need to go from point a to point b but you try and stay indoors a lot there's there are days when you go and you'll go play in the snow but you can't stay outside for too long you can't plan any outdoor activities yeah so you have to change your lifestyle people get something called actually called SAD, it's Seasonal Affective Disorder, abbreviated as SAD or SAD. And it's 
it's um a sort of seasonal depression that comes about because of not seeing the sun and so it can affect your mood can affect mm-hmm. your mental health it's a, a definitely a, a big deal yes and it's a whole mental shift yeah, yeah. and we are mostly talking to the Ken- we're talking to the kenyans who are probably thinking about going there yeah to live in canada yes uh, and some of the things you to keep in mind from and we're learning from Warimo who has lived there for is it four years yeah four years yes. Yeah, so even as she's talking, I'm also learning. I wanted to end this section with just something that I remember you mentioned, which I think would be important for anyone listening, uh, for the Kenyans listening who are probably thinking about going to live in Canada or immigrating to Canada. You said that there's no need of buying the heavy things here. Yeah. Because you won't find them. The mm-hmm. clothes here, so, you know, when, when they're doing, like, when even when things like, Second-hand clothes, mtush, mtumba. When it's being, when the clothes are being sent to Kenya, they are considering the weather of the place. So the very heavy winter things are quite hard to find. I mean, I think if you go to a big, you know, a big mtumba market, a big second-hand clothing market, like Gikomba, like Gikomba you may be lucky to find something. But but what is your advice? I th- my advice would be if you're going to Canada, go buy the clothes there. Okay. Go, go get or or have if you're meeting someone there, have them buy you a jacket in case you're because tr- some people will move there when it's already cold. Yeah. So you already need to find. You'll need it the moment you land. Yes. So if you can have someone buy it for you, but you know you can buy it yourself once you get there because you won't find you are you might look very much and you might and what they'll show you what they'll show you as winter wear here. You go and find that you need there's another there's like levels of winter wear this the 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 clothes which will work uh, for a winter in a place like europe you know the this more southern more southern europe like say germany the clothes that work for a winter in germany will be inadequate for a winter in canada and even canada there's cold places and there are colder places so it depends on where in canada you're going and typically you will not be able to find the shoes because you need special shoes as well. The shoes and the winter clothes, you won't be able to find them here. Yeah. Yes. It will be very difficult. But if you have um, clothes you can layer with, like uh, light jumpers, because you will need to layer up. Mm-hmm. So any, like if you have sweaters, you can carry them. They are good for layering. Mm-hmm. But for the definitive winter wear, it's probably best to buy there or have someone buy for you there. Yes. All right. Yep. Um, I hope you found that segment interesting and that you've learned something. We just didn't want to dive into the topic without, you know, to mention a bit of that. So today's episode, we are talking about immigration. So the question is, how do people leave Kenya to go to Canada? What is the process of immigrating to Canada, right? And I have a variety of questions that I'll be asking. And those questions will will allow you to be able to understand the process we're going to try to move slow uh i think it's important to have a pen and paper we're working on having maybe a blog post where we'll write down important points that you might miss out while listening to the podcast but i hope that you'll be able to catch up and that you're able to understand what like to be able to understand and in case you have any questions we are really looking forward to interacting with you in the comment section so let's start Number one, did you go to Canada legally? (laughs) (laughs) 
This is, you know, this is Kenyans you have to ask. Ulienda 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 the amulienda chini ya maji. This is this is a question I'm asked surprisingly frequently. Yeah. And yes, yes, I did go to Canada legally. Uh-huh. I think it's very difficult to I mean, it's possible. Uh, it's possible, but actually in Canada because of how their immigration process works, I'd be surprised if somebody was there illegally. It's it's much more difficult i think than and especially because it's not very accessible mm-hmm. because it's it's far away yes the border is with america so you have at least to make it to america to be able to try and sneak your way to canada yeah so uh, it's it's a difficult place to be illegally but uh, you know to answer your question, question yeah. yes you went legally yes and maybe we can go through the process of how you went yes so there are the pathways to going to canada legally are many yes. there are so so many i don't know i'm not familiar with all of them yeah. i'm just familiar with what you did what i did mm-hmm. and um, maybe i should say that our starting point or my starting point was the government of canada website mm-hmm. so the government of canada have a website where they talk about a lot of different things to do with the country including immigration mm-hmm. and on that website they give information on all the different pathways that you can use to go to Canada they mm-hmm. talk about be, uh, going there to stay temporarily yeah. going to stay permanently and the pathways are so so many so mm-hmm. my starting point uh, was um, was going was visiting the government of Canada website and seeing what options there are um, because so, I began from the point where I wanted to go to Canada. I, I settled on Canada as the, the place country. I want to mm-hmm. go to. And then began to look for what ways can someone of my qualifications and my experience, how can I be able to go? Or is it even possible to go to Canada? Yes. So, yeah. The pathway specifically that I used, I went with a partner. And my partner applied for school. Yeah. And when they qualified for school... Uh, basically they qualified they got into a school uh, in Canada to do a master's program mm-hmm. and then I subsequently qualified for a work permit to go to Canada so we went using study permit work permit pathway okay and the work permit was dependent on the study permit uh, meaning that if you are either the common law spouse or um, I don't know what the other thing is called the regular spouse mm-hmm of an international student in Canada mm-hmm. who's studying at a designated Canadian learning institution mm-hmm. and studying full-time, mm-hmm. the spouse, whether common law or regular uh, marriage uh, partner, qualifies for an open work permit, meaning they can accompany the international student who's going to study full-time and they can work basically any job mm-hmm. that they are able to get there in Canada. Unataka kwenda Canada. Mm. So you've said number one, you go to the Canadian government website. Yes. So you just Google Government of Canada or actually the website it changed uh, while we were there, but uh, currently I think let me look it up actually so I can be accurate. I think it's Canada.ca. The current website is Canada.ca. So and mm-hmm. it is the Government of Canada website. So one of the things that you've said is that uh, Canadian, the, the, the website, everything, the, 
government of canada website has information about jobs about weather about immigration immigration kila kitu iko hapo kila kitu about that country kiko hapo even yeah. when new things are happening like for example the last few years people have been dealing with coronavirus all the info is there including what it is what vaccines are available what vaccines are sort of um, approved by the government so information like that so it's the it's the government of canada website mm-hmm. and once you go to the website again it's canada.ca mm-hmm. currently it is canada.ca mm-hmm. you just navigate to immigration it will be one of the first uh, sections you see and typically what they do is take you through a questionnaire so you answer questions specific to yourself you ask, ask you about basically your age your education qualifications what country you're coming from you answer a questionnaire and at the end of it you get options there are different different so many pathways to come to yeah. canada so many that i'm sure that anybody who would like to come could possibly find a pathway that suits them all right mm. for example mtu ni bibi na bwana bwana ama tuseme bibi we yes. are female so we'll say bibi yamepata uh, opportunity ya kusoma maybe undergraduate masters yeah. phd canada yeah. in a legit government school yenye inajulikana yes. ameitwa maybe scholarship yes so that automatically in a qualify is it automatically it is it's automatically but you know you have to apply oh lazima uapply so, so si automatic sio automatic wakipata uko na something inaendelea wapate uliwaifungwa for example ile wa so kuna vitu zinaweza fanya disqualified so, lakini mm-hmm. it's pretty much uh, so kama umeenda na kama eh, bibi ameitwa shule ndio uende shule aha uh-huh. So mzee akitaka kwenda Canada mm. kuna hiyo opportunity sio automatic yeah. based yeah. na application yako exactly uko na opportunity ya pia wewe kwenda Canada yes. but on a work open work permit an open work permit yeah so hiyo ni kumaanisha ni kumaanisha ukifika Canada mm-hmm. kazi yoyote utaweza kupata unaweza fanya kazi nayo okay I mean unaweza fanya kazi kutumia hiyo permit. Hiyo permit. Okay. You can work any job that you qualify for. Any job that you are able to get once there, you can okay. use this work permit to work. And I'm saying this because there are people who go to Canada which is this is now another pathway that yeah. you can qualify for. You can go to Canada um because you've applied for a job from Kenya yeah. and qualified in Canada uh, for that job they've they've liked you they've liked your CV they've interviewed you remotely or however and now they want you to go work for them the often the kind of work permit you'll get is limited to that job oh. so you'll get a work if it's let's say you've gotten a job with UN no let's um, say an NGO an NGO in Canada mm-hmm. or whichever um mm-hmm. let's say IBM in Canada mm-hmm. when you go to Canada you have to work for IBM in Toronto or IBM in wherever that you've been selected for they will the job will be the Speci- work permit will be specific, specific for to. that employer so wewe unaanza kufanya ma job za sijui McDonald nini nini ama uende upate IBM haikuwa kuoneni Microsoft you will have to apply for another work permit oh. and they are very strict, strict about their their um, documentation mm. very very strict about documentation so right. yeah now another thing i want to say is canada recognizes something called common law marriage yes which in kenya i think si we take a mistake ukiwa umeishi na mtu 
Now you can prove that for at least a year mm-hmm. you have been your affairs have been together when I tashagavitu kama they usually ask for if you own property together mm-hmm. if you've held a bank account together or if you've lived at the same address together there may be various other ones i can't remember but canada recognizes common law marriage mm-hmm. another thing is that in canada lgbtq plus relationships are recognized oh, okay so if you are a common law couple and you are of the same gender or you know not the conventional relationships man woman mm-hmm. woman man relationships um, it's possible to prove if you can prove the fact that your affairs have been together you can go, you can go. and it's very advisable to undertake the immigration process as a team yeah i would advise that over and over and over and over and over again yes if you are able to if you have find somebody who's like minded and also wants to immigrate it's very good if you make your applications together and the only way to do this is reference each other yeah. so if your spouse common law spouse gets a study permit when you're making your application for the open work permit you will reference that person oh, okay. so that your your immigration processes go tied together it's a difficult process and difficult things it's often good if you do things as a team so, yes all right yeah, that is so, yeah to pamoja it's important to state that we are not a biased podcast based on relationships religion and things like that what we are here to do is give information yes yes give information about immigration too. Uh, yes. We are we yes. welcome people of all, all genders, no yes. genders, people of all ages. Yes. So I hope we are on the same page till there. If you're listening, wako na mtu mwenye mnaona vitu zenu ziko pamoja, mnasikizana, mnaiza ishi pamoja. Werimo una advice that mwafanye hiyo application wakiwa wawili. Fanya wakiwa wawili wameshikana mm. wana reference each other. Mhm. Akiulizwa when you say reference each other ni kumaanisha for example patia kama example. For example kama mimi ndio na apply, tuseme mimi ndio na apply na apply study permit. Ehe. So nikisha nikiwa na apply study permit niulizwe juu anauliza they often ask for your family information. Nikiulizwa bibi yangu ndio nani ama bwana yangu ndio nani niandike huyo partner wangu. Alafu na yeye kiulizwa na yeye akifanya application yake ulizo una apply work permit eh, on what basis useme juu bibi yangu alimo eh. alipata this study permit oh. ame qualify so mimi nataka kwenda na yeye eh. and actually of the pathways that i know Canada is very family the immigration process is very family oriented mm-hmm. so they often will give you an opportunity on the or with your application mm-hmm to have an accompanying spouse and accompanying dependents yes. sometimes even siblings yeah. sometimes even parents so when you're looking at the different pathways you'll often find allowances for example the way i was saying you can apply uh, for a job while in kenya and qualify for it mm-hmm. if you qualify for that work permit and you have a spouse they'll qualify for this same open work permit mm. which is very they are encouraging you not to come alone so an encouragement to come a family and come a family ukiwa na watoto kujeni na watoto so it it's something they wanna prop wana they push for kitu wana skuma sijukawa naweza sema wana skuma but they are they provide opportunities for you to be able to move with your family it's a very family oriented program and i and i believe it's because they want you to come 
don't, not to break up. They don't want the immigration process to be break that, you know. Bibi ako huku, mzea ako huku. Bibi ako reserve, mzea ako sijui wapi mko. They really, really do encourage you and provide opportunities for you to move, as a family. move your family. Sometimes if you're able, move your parents. I know people who've moved their parents, move your siblings. So ah, very okay. family oriented, which I think is a huge it's plus. It's a huge plus. Huge plus. Whew, I know that's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot of information. <laughs> Maybe I should take this break to say that we are active on Facebook. Our page is Kwenda Maju Podcast. So mm-hmm. if you are kama uko na Facebook account unataka ku to kutu follow, kutu support, ku interact, ku interact with leave us a message to ambia eh you know I like what you're doing. I like the information. Kwenda Maju Podcast on Facebook. We are active there. Follow us there. We have a, we have other social media pages but i'll say them as we continue to go because it's a lot of information and we'll have to take breaks in between as we go mm-hmm. and the second question is uh is it an expensive process and how much are we talking about because automatically number two wa kenya takujua ni pesa ngapi tunaongea about please ni tunaongea jua kama how much 100k 1 million so, how much are we talking about okay so wa kenya people are on different levels and me where i was coming from i would say yes it is an expensive process because at the time when we were applying the primary applicant the person who um, made the first application say we were applying for the study permit work permit um, pathway mm-hmm. the person applying for the study permit has to have at least ten thousand canadian dollars you in Kenya shillings ni kama pesa ngapi? Kenya shillings it, that is around currently uh, with the current exchange rate it's somewhere between 800,000 and 900,000 Kenya shillings. Okay. Using the current exchange rate. Okay. Um and then uh, every dependent above that so everybody who's accompanying you so let's say it was me and my my, my spouse ama tuseme mzee so Bibi lazima kuena $10,000 Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars sio the same na American dollars. The Canadian dollar is... Um, Exchange rate ni tofauti. Ni tofauti. US dollar is around 100 shillings. Actually now it's a bit more than 100 shillings. Canadian dollar is around 78 to 85. So $10,000 Canadian dollars for the primary applicant. And every subsequent dependent... Bibi, I oh, ilikuwa bibi ndio 10,000 Canadian, mze 4,000 Canadian dollars. Mtoto mmoja 4,000 Canadian dollars. Mnaenda na sister yenu 4,000 Canadian dollars. Mama yako 4,000 Canadian. Si Kenya shilling Canadian. So unaenda ukipiga hesabu hivyo you have to um, and I and I don't know if they've revised the figures. This is these are figures from 2017. Yes. So it may have changed. I don't think it can change that drastically. Um, I know most people when you're, when you're doing an immigration process and you're going to school, they often ask you to have your school fees. And in Canada, they don't really look at that. They just want you to have a basic amount. What they what the amount they call it is an amount that you can support yourself for a year. Yes. But uh, in my experience, uh, you'll need more. But the good thing in Canada is that you will go and you'll be able to work. So, kuna kazi. Yata kama we ni mwanafunzi, kuna zile hours uneza fanya kazi. So, you can make money. So, I think based on that, they just ask you to have this amount. And then, um, 
usually an additional amount for per every person. dependent yeah so this money is to be in your account to in your account to help you survive the year yes what they are working on maybe the assumption that in case yes in case you go in and you may have trouble starting like, out uko to account c0 you uh, have some money you have so ukuji kusota because pia hawataki mtu akuje kusota Okay. expensive mm. so you, you need to have some money in the account so this is and this is just this is we haven't talked about the full cost of the application yes. this is just what they want you to have in your account when you are applying yes and then they come the cost of the application okay the cost of the application itself which was around it was between a hundred and two hundred dollars mm-hmm. per application mm-hmm. so come on to say my your baby a hundred dollars uyo bwana mwenye apply work permit a hundred i think actually for the open work permit you pay a hundred for the application and then an extra 50 bob because it's an op, uh, 50 bob an extra 50 dollars because it's canadian dollars canadian dollars because it's an open work permit yes. so i'll give the figure between a hundred and two hundred dollars per, per person, application per application and this is the cost of submitting your application and having somebody an immigration officer go through it yes and then um you talk about uh, the cost of the things you will need to qualify for your application so yes. to the things which will accompany your application include things like an english test mm-hmm. an ielts test mm-hmm. which uh, the time when i was doing my english test ielts which was being offered by the british council in Nairobi mm-hmm. it was around 25,000 Kenya shillings. IELTS ni I I E L T S. I L I I IELTS. I L T S. I E L T S. I E L T S. I wish I knew what that stood for but I know it's an internationally recognized English test. So you'll have to pay for that. You have to pay for that yourself because mm-hmm. it has to accompany your application. So you'll have paid for that you'll have gone for a medical exam mm-hmm. if your application is successful to a particular point you will have to do a medical exam if you're planning on staying in canada more than six months okay so if you're going to visit someone go for a graduation short term you probably will not need the medical uh, te- exam but if you decide to extend your stay or if or from the outset you're going to school and you know you're going to be there for three years four years two okay. years you'll need to do a medical exam and that cost somewhere between 20 and 30,000 Kenya shillings yes so there's that cost that. as well then you factor in small things like you'll need to shop for your clothes you need to buy a suitcase things like that which uh, i don't know if i should give an estimate let's go through them again so that in case you're writing it down if you're listening and you're writing it down so we've said there's how much you should have in your account mm-hmm. that is the 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 what did you call the primary person yes the primary applicant the primary applicant needs 10000 canadian dollars and then subsequent is 4000 yes um 4000 canadian dollars per dependent and these are figures from 2017 yes, yes and this is these are figures from 2017 yes when you go to the website confirm yes they will tell you they, they'll tell you and often let me tell you this in my experience it was mentioned somewhere very early on in that application so you need to really be what can i say attentive attentive and very meticulous when you're going through that process because some information is only shared once and then now you make your application and let's say you forgot and maybe you only have eight thousand dollars 
your application could not be it could uh, not be successful based on that or it could be unsuccessful based on that so yes be be very attentive when you're collecting the information about what you need to do for your application all right yeah so primary ten thousand canadian dollars subsequent four thousand canadian dollars per dependent but this is based on a 2017 when you were applying yes so kindly confirm with the website Mm -hmm. okay the next amount you've said is the cost of the of the, the application itself. Yes, so the cost of the application itself, uh, which you've said is? That is between 100 and 200 Canadian dollars. 100 to 200. But the things that they, uh, the things they need to keep in mind is going to be like an English exam. Yes, it's going to be an English exam, which you have to submit with your application. So you'll already have to have done that. This is the one that you said is done at? Yeah, there the, are the various ones, but the more common one or the one that I found. The one that you did. The one that I did was the IELTS, exactly. IELTS exam, and it's offered by British Council. It's used also by by various other English-speaking immigration processes. So Britain, I think also they ask for it. Australia, also if you're going through. I'm not, don't quote me, but I know it's not only used by Canada. So yeah. it's offered by the British Council in Canada. It, it's offered by the British Council in Kenya. And I bet if you do your research, various other, um, yeah. uh, just make sure you do something that is accredited. Because if you do something that is not very legit, not it will also affect your process. Yes. So the reason we are doing, like I said, I have to keep reiterating. Re- how do you say that one? Reiterate. 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 Yeah. <laughs> so the reason I keep, the reason I delay kusema tena na tena, ni so that we are trying to make the process easy for you. Kama ujaifanya i process before ujaijua sa English exam inafanyua pi, at least sasa unajua, labda the first place ya kunda kuuliza ni British Council. Na keep in mind that alifanya application yake 2017. Mm-hmm. So, Always confirm, confirm and counter check, and you see, you can <laughs> confirm and counter check everything that we are saying mm-hmm. uh, to confirm that those things are still offered and whether the prices are. We are just going to give you an estimate. See exact. Usi ndo kusema ni liskia ni two hundred dollars afu kuteni three hundred. Ah But this is an estimate, so you know how much exactly pesangapi unawak nae. Yes. Okay. So the ballpark figures. Yeah. Please do your due diligence. Yeah. So so to cost of application utafanya English exam uh-huh. which umesema ni kama 25000 the last time ulilipa when i did it, it was around 25000 Kenya shillings and then kuna medical exam lakini umesema medical exam kama unaenda for 6 months sio unaweza kuta sio lazima ufanye medical less than 6 months unaweza kuta sio lazima but kama una extend stay yako Canada utabidi ufanye medical exam utaifanyia huko na utalipa bei zao Utafanyia kwa mutafanyia hapa? Utafanyia, ukiwa usha ingia Canada, so kuna watu ukuja Canada, wanakuja on a visitor's visa. Uh-huh. Typically, inakuwaga six months. Uh-huh. So, unapatio your visitor's visa six months. Alafu, unamua, a, nimepata shule. Yeah. Ama, a, nimepata jiko. Ama bibi, ama buwana wuko na unataka kukaa. Pata peng peng. Pata peng. So, unaza extend your stay. Mm-hmm. There are legal ways to extend uh, your stay mm-hmm. while you're there. Mm-hmm. So, kama uko uko, they'll ask you to do your medical exam there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to leave, but now you'll pay medical fee hapo. Uh, Canada. Like, Ambazo, mm-hmm. actually, I, th- I can't remember now. 
in a depend actually it may be cheaper in canada because part of it is paid by if you have insurance if you have insurance cover it's paid partly by the insurance there the healthcare healthcare insurance so so siko sure figures are canada but yeah but in kenya it costs somewhere between 20 and 30000 kenya shillings and it is done by one organization as you can't uh, let me see in Kenya, the, so um, when you're going through the Canadian uh, immigration process, they will tell you, they'll give you a list of places you can go do your medical exam, and they are usually very specific, and they're not that many. For example, we went to the IOM. What does IOM stand for? Oh, my God. Google. <laughs> not you, Google. They will Google. Yes, it's it's the IOM. It was an, it's, it's a center where... Um, various uh, imi- the immigration what, what shall I call them immigration agencies of different countries have come together to create a medical center that does medical exams specifically for immigration so while I was well we were there there were people immigrating to the UK to Australia um, yeah America and they were all having their medical exams done yeah. there. So that is what the cost was. It was between 20 and 30,000 shillings. And it's uh, a two-day process. IAM is International Organization for Immigration. For Migration. For Migration, sorry. Yes. Yes. So that's so, where they did, you did your medical So IAM exam. have a medical clinic. It was in, in Gigiri, actually, near Village Market. Mm-hmm. And uh, you spent two days there doing your medical exam. It's, it's a whole... It's a whole process. It's a whole process. It's a whole process. So English exam, medical exam, English exam 25k, medical exam 20 to 30,000. What mm. else? And then now small things like or shopping. Shopping if you need to buy clothes, if suitcase. you need to buy suitcases. depend na budget yako. Yes. When Yes. You've actually answered question 1. I mean, question two and question three, because I'd asked, is it an expensive process? And the third question, what is the cost of application? Right. So you've answered both. The next question is, so how much does, how much time does all this take? How much time like, does so it take? So I, I think that what people might be curious to know, Ni, um, so like if I want to go to Canada in February, oh, not fe- wait, February, let's yeah. say in um april in april hmm it dip- that okay a short, that's a short time so let's say let's let's so the way we did it is we decided canada is the place we want to go yeah so we decided around december mm-hmm. so it took us until june to be able to get everything in order that is to do the english exam um if you're going to school you have to apply to the schools and the schools have their own timelines because most schools uh, the school year starts in September. I don't know how the timelines are now with COVID because everything has just been thrown mm. um, for everything. We've, we've been thrown for a loop with COVID. So the timelines may have changed. But typically, international schools start in September. And the applications are made... Um, basically, you have to have your application in by, I think, January or February of that same year. So if you want to go to school, let's say, in September of 2023 you or you have to have your application in by around january or february of 2023 and if it was this year let's say this year you wanted to be in canada to go to school in september you'd have to be finalizing your application now 
<laughs> probably even now some deadlines have passed because some deadlines were in January. Yes. So if you're using the school route or the school route, there is the process of applying for the school. So you need to do research, look for which school you, you're going to. What do you want to do? Are you, are you looking to do an undergraduate? Are you looking to do a Master. master's? You look through the, Canada is a big country, different provinces. Where do you want to go? Which school do you want to go to? Um, uh, do you have, do you want to go to the, a particular province and look for a school there? Or is there a school you know about that is popular and, um, you know, very well reputed and you want to go there? So you need to make the application mm-hmm. and give yourself time for that. Yeah. And then if you need to um, get your documentation right, so for example, if you don't have a passport, because yeah. you need a travel document, a passport. Yeah. If you are a couple and you want to legitimize your, your, your wedding, you want to get a marriage certificate, you have to give yourself time to get documents like that. Mm-hmm. Um, often you'll need police clearance certificates, so you need to give yourself whatever timeline currently that is there for oh, yeah. applying for police clearance. So it's, it, it's, it depends a lot on, on various things, but I would say on average, if you're thinking about it, you need to give yourself a year so you're not stressed out yes. then again once you submit the application there are timelines that are not that are out of your control mm. that are dependent on how quickly they are processing um, the applications and these are country dependent mm. so Nigeria does not have the same timelines as Kenya doesn't have the same timelines as Uganda doesn't have the same timelines as say Germany Spain as Canada itself. Mm. So you need to, uh, depending on which country you're applying from, before COVID, you could, you could, on that same Government of Canada website, you could go in and look at the average processing times, which are based on when you have submitted your application, how, on average, how long is it taking? Yeah. Um, and the time when we were doing it, the average time was six months. Yeah. But with COVID, let me tell you, things have gone a bit. Things have changed. Things have changed. The yeah. thing is, though, if it's school, for example, and you're waiting to get a study permit, and let's say your timeline goes that you cannot make it for school, I'm pretty sure you can be able to speak to the school management to defy your your um, starting, to defy your registration and start what do you date. call it? Start date. Yes, you can defer that uh, talking directly with the school. But we started our process in December, and we were... And by, let me call it by July, August, we had, we had our permits. Mm. We had qualified for our permits. Mm. So it's, it took a little under a year. Yeah. So I'd say a year is a safe timeline. But now with COVID, maybe even a little longer. Yes. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. So I think the answer is it depends on a lot all of things. those things, <laughs> including COVID now. Um, and I think this is the final question that we're going to answer because I feel like we've talked about a lot of information Mm -hmm. and, um, I want to give you time to digest, think about it. We'll create a blog post about it, ask your questions so that we answer. Then we'll do a part two of still this where we'll answer. We had a set of 10 questions, so we'll ask the other five in another episode. So the last question is the documents you need when applying. What documents do you need? So to start with, you need obviously a travel document, which is typically a passport. passport. Some people have one already. Some people need to apply apply for for one. one. Some people need to get the, because now 
the government of Kenya is issuing a new generation passport, passport. so some people need to change and get the yeah. new generation passport. So you need a passport. And typically when you are applying for a visa to go to most countries that I have traveled to, you have to have a passport that that at least has six months before it expires. Um, Please repeat that. So six months before. Let's say you have a passport that we are, we are now in February of 2022. Yeah. If your passport is expiring in April, it's no good. You need at least six months on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you need at least six months on it. And now, actually, depending on the timelines for the passport. Company. Yeah, I would say even six months is not just a year. Have a year on it. I think just to be safe, have a passport. If it's expiring in under a year, you might take the risk, but. Um, less than six months, typically you will not qualify for the visa. They want you to have a passport that you can at least you have you have a visa that uh, you have a visa and six months to the date that it's expiring. And maybe I should, as a Kenyan, and I should put this here. I applied for a passport like last year in June. It's not come out to date. So there's also there's been an ongoing delay of passports coming out. Uh, so that's like six months have passed. And initially, I think the news had said well, there was information about the printer not working or broken down or something like that. So if you're listening to this and you cannot, I don't think it is advisable to start the Canadian application process before you apply for the for your passport. Because now with also the passport, we are not also sure when these passports are coming out. Mm -hmm. And you cannot apply Belay your passport. Yes. You will need the passport. Yes. So I would. I think. What are? Do you think it is a good way to advise that? Let's start with the passport, Kwanza. Ensure sure. you have it for sure. Then, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, apply for the passport. Use the time to do your research because also the Canadian processes, especially if you're starting from a point of, you know, like for us, it was complete ignorance. Yeah. It's I want to go to Canada. What does Mpana. someone do? Yeah. Fanyanini. So. We had a lot of research and a lot of reading to do. So I think if you apply for your Kenyan passport and then uh, start doing the Canadian process, I think that timeline might, it, you might luck out and find that by the time your passport is coming out is when you've, you, know, you have your information. Because actually once you have everything with you, you have your English exam, you have the money in the bank, you, making the application is a day, not, not, not a whole day, a few hours in that day. You fill in the forms and submit them. Mm. So if you the 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 important thing is to gather everything and have it there. Yes. With the application, once you have all the information and you've gathered all your documents, the application itself is literally Quick. an hour, two hours. You sit, Concentrate fill your apply. fill your forms, apply, pay, and wait. Yeah. The other documents that you need is so you need um, so you need a travel document. Often you need a police clearance certificate, like a current one. Um, you need um, if you have applied for school, you need the admission letter from the school, mm -hmm. whichever school you've selected you're going to. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, always a always a good always good practice to apply to various. Don't put your eggs in one basket. If you're applying for this masters, look for a few other universities here and there. Apply to them. Mm -hmm. um, so have the school admission letter for the school you're going to mm -hmm. have your English exam results mm -hmm. with you and then the medical test you don't you can do it up front actually you can actually do it up front but often you it won't be requested until so you'll first make your application with these initial documents 
and then at some point they'll ask you do you have a medical exam submit it and even that it expires i'm not too firm on i think it's around six months to a year that it expires but it also expires so but that that comes somewhere along the way it's very easy to to go for your medical exam book it okay it's not very easy but it's possible to book it when they request for it okay but you can also do one up front so if you're going through the process of applying you can show up at the iom clinic and say hey i'm doing this process i want to do an upfront medical exam and have it ready when they ask for it okay yeah right. but with the timelines being the way they are with covid probably better to just wait just wait until when they request until for when it. they ask for it and yes. then yeah okay um the other thing is okay so you'd say english exam you will need that uh so you say travel document police clearance school admission is for school english exam maybe is there anything else we've left out let me see if you're married of course you'll need your marriage certificate if you're using the common law route you need either the property you own together or the bank account to, to show you, proof to show proof of your relationship for at least a year or um proof of you being in the same address which i think they use utility bills so if you have a utility bill under bill za maji so you have to prove i think the bank account is the one that is more practical in yes. kenya or some property if you're people of a, a bit of means yeah. you can so yeah um uh, yeah anyway that that um maybe some questions i should ask that maybe some people oh something that you mentioned that i thought i should say here so that people know we are going to sp- discuss it in future is school you said something about school we have an episode where we'll just discuss finding a school in canada based on her experience so mm-hmm. don't worry because you're saying you know don't put your eggs in one basket find various schools yeah. you might be like which school where do i start <laughs> no we have a whole episode to discuss school so don't worry uh so a question that i have do i have to carry my kenyan id no you don't uh wherever you go to canada you'll apply for one you'll get an id the okay. provinces have one and actually it'll be something you'll need to get fairly early once you land in canada so you don't need that that one is not recognized the Kenyan one the Kenyan one is not but um, for example if you so the thing is once you have your money and you've qualified and you have your permits you'll need to find a way to go with your money to Canada and one of the ways you can do that is open an account from Kenya in Canada like you'll be in Kenya but you open an account in Canada on rare occasions they can accept um the documentation of the country you're in because you don't yet have canadian documentation you don't have a canadian license you don't have a canadian um, id so they'll accept your passport and say your national id but once you get to canada very quickly in our experience very quickly the bank demands that you get some canadian documentation which is very very extremely easy to get if you've been through a kenyan government process uh, going through the canadian government process will often be a breeze so, so but yeah. we'll discuss that in the other episode about yes. money yes we have an episode like we got you sorted we have an episode <laughs> we about got money we got you sijali <laughs> um the other thing i wanted to ask driving license do i have to carry my kenyan driving license? yes you definitely <laughs> so you don't carry id but you carry a driving license yes because the driving license is recognized 
Oh. Your driving license in Kenya is recognized in Canada. Okay. And um, this, as soon, this is something that I think I would, for me, I learned through uh, experience of not doing it and then realizing I should have done this. Mm-hmm. Immediately you land in Canada, mm-hmm. find a way to convert your Kenyan license. It is actually quite a simple process to obtain a Canadian driver's license if you are a fully qualified driver from mm-hmm. another country. So if you have an international driver's license, like a Kenyan one, you've been driving in Kenya, it's legit. Make sure you have a legit driver's license, you Please. know, legitimate, because they, they know how to check. They know how to check for everything, how to check that a driver's license is legit. So make sure your driver's license is not from... Downtown. Downtown Nairobi. <laughs> Make sure it came from, you know, the, the proper government institution. Yes. And they know how to do that. They know how to check. But within a month of you being in, for the province where we went to, you had to convert it within a month. Otherwise, the process becomes now very long. You do, you have to do tests and everything. But if you do it within that one month window, you can literally show up at the uh, DMV or the motor vehicle registry office show them your kenyan license they go through it check that it's legit look at your driving experience and and issue you a canadian driver's license yeah yes and i think that's a plus especially if you're you're thinking about arriving and looking for a job yes and maybe you've you you know you know how to drive and yes. it, it could be a job opportunity as you figure yourself actually many jobs when you're applying for them will ask you if you have a driver's license mm. so it's k- kind of like for a number of jobs it could be a rate limiting step if you don't have, have a driver's license it could lock you out of many jobs especially if you have an open work permit and you're looking at all the jobs in the market having a driver's license is definitely a canadian one is definitely mm. an asset all right, so umesikia yeah. ukifika huko within a month beba DL idea wataona yeah, idea kana uh, DL, DL and nayo yeah. within the first month tafuta mali DMV yes. apply yes. convert it to a Canadian one DMV ni Department mm-hmm. of Motor Vehicles and okay, in some so countries it's called Registry of Motor Vehicles basically the place where they issue their licenses the information is on the canadian, <laughs> canadian government website they got you they yeah. put a pattern. Yes. so i think it's it will be a, this is a good place to end the episode i think so i think we've, we've, we've shared, a, shared lot. a lot eh? i think we'll give you time to digest in case you are thinking and you're like now that i have this information am i i i hope you're feeling equipped yes. i hope you're feeling okay now I have an idea what to do. It's no longer I want to go to a country. It's more like I want to go to a country and these are the things that I need. Yes. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Wairimo, for sharing your experience. Please note that she shares from her own experience. You might have a different experience which you'd like to hear, but the stories we are sharing here and what we're talking about is based on someone's life experience, something that she's gone through, has lived, has made mistakes, figured it out, and is now sharing here. So... Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing these things with with us. Yes. Follow us on, or now maybe I should say the other social media pages. I already said Facebook. We're active on Facebook. Our podcast is Kwenda Maju Podcast. You'll find it's a pretty new page, so search for it. Um, we are also active on LinkedIn because we are looking to make business connections, you know, corporates. If you want to sponsor, you know, <coughs> if you want, like, we are willing to listen, <laughs> you know. 
uh, so yeah but it's but i'm serious we are looking to make business connections so we are also active on linkedin our on linkedin our page is kwenda maju podcast mm-hmm. uh and we are active on tiktok but our page on tiktok has a different name yes it's n87w84 yes n87 xw84 n87xw84 so if you're joining us from tiktok thank you you guys are the day ones thank you so much because maybe something we should mention is that before we decided to have a podcast one of the things we did we started with tiktok yeah and we started by sharing cost of living differences between kenya and canada that's how we started and the more we shared we don't have like a lot of videos we have a good fair number of videos yeah and a fair number of followers yes and that was one of our goals one of our goals once we hit a thousand followers we thought to start a podcast and share more information about kenya canada how do you how do you go and plus we also used to get a lot of questions like Mm -hmm. how do i go to canada we'd get a lot of those questions so we decided to we thought our podcast would be a good idea so follow us there and we're not planning to change the name of the podcast no it, the dot of the podcast of, sorry, the, TikTok. of the tiktok page it will remain as the same but i think facebook linkedin is these are good platforms yeah and our email from the first episode from the pilot sorry from the pilot we shared our email yes squenda maju podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions any sort of feedback Please we email are us. open to listen. Yes, it's K W E N D A M A J W and Amaju podcast P O D C A S T at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'll put all our pages, all our social media um, pages, links in the show notes. Please take a look. Yes, thank you. Bye. 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 We'll miss you. End, hey. end it. Ooh. I'm going to talk a bit. Uh, to record some. some hey, but it's so long. Hey, this one is long. Yeah.